Welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where the personal, professional, and political intersect. Each week, we cover a topic to help ourselves and other lawyers navigate our days with a little less stress and ideally a lot more fulfillment. On today's episode, we discuss the need to be right. We're asking ourselves, would we rather be right or rather be happy? I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Hola, buenos dias, Darlene. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Muy bien. This goes, way <laughs> this goes way back to my uh, brief Spanish learning. Like, what did you take Spanish classes? No, but I took a year off after law school to travel, and I did like four months in South America. And uh-huh. you really do need to learn how to speak yeah. Spanish to function when traveling in South America. So I did. That's a good idea. I took Spanish in grade <laughs> ten, and my favorite part about that class is we had to choose a. Spanish name, uh, and I chose uh, Rodrigo, and the teacher used to call us by our Spanish names everywhere she saw us in school. So, like, I'd be walking in the hallway, and I saw my teacher, she'd be like, Rodrigo! Hola! It's the best. I love it. Was the idea that you were supposed to figure out what your, like, what Michael would be in Spanish? No, you could choose any name. Any, any name. Spanish name. Wow. Yeah. I love that. It was great. <laughs> I love your choice. Mm, I really went for it. Really. I could roll my R's and I think probably just wanted to show that off, you know, be really flashy wow. with my Spanish name. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's cool that you could even have that as an option in your high school. We did not have that. I increasingly am really grateful for the high school I went to. Go Bluevale Collegiate in Waterloo. Yes. Great high school. Shout out. Yeah. Well done, great everyone. High <laughs> Okay, nice. we're talking about the need to be right today, uh, and I don't want to always talk about <laughs> existential crisis about how I play hockey. <laughs> you know, a lot of life lessons are learned Ugh. in your hockey league, right? I, learned I think a new, it's fair. Yeah, I learned a new phrase for basically people who play a game or whatever uh, and are get distracted from the enjoyment of the thing and start to feel like they need to police it. So I was listening to a, a podcast and, and they brought up poker in this podcast and um, they mentioned the phrase uh, being the table sheriff, which I realized that I think that that's what I'm <laughs> effectively doing in hockey. In in poker, you, you're playing your game, you have you have a strategy, but every once in a while people you know get motivated to become a, a table sheriff where they see somebody on the other side who uh, you know, they're either like way too lucky or they're playing like a bully. And and so the table sheriff gets distracted from their own game just to cr- try to like curtail the behavior that they don't like on the table. And normally that gets people off their game uh, and, and the enjoyment goes down. And so that's kind of like what we're talking about today is the need to be right. And oftentimes how uh, in our profession, the need to be right kind of rules the day and perhaps makes us make forces us to be or causes us to be less happy or less fulfilled. Are you the ice sheriff then? Is that where this is going? Yeah, I think that I become an ice sheriff. Actually, no, I do. Okay, so someone is choosing to not follow the rules. Yeah. What is troubling about that? I don't know. I don't know if it's law school or just like or who I am or the way I was brought up, but it's definitely there. And I think that law school and being a lawyer makes that, you know, amplifies it, certainly. And our daily life you know, professionally at least, is about finding 
what is right, finding the correct answer, finding the correct solution, uh, and, and 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 oftentimes, you know, just arguing against the person that we think is in the wrong. I guess now, as I get farther along in my career, I see fewer and fewer situations where there's a very clear right and wrong, even in my in my job and even in my personal like personal life. The thing that in my own life made a huge difference was that I started saying, that's wrong, but so what? Like at the end of the day, what am I doing about this? I'm probably not doing anything about it. This is in my personal life. It yeah. Work will we'll go there in a second. Um, but you see these miniature injustices all the time. And living in a big city, you know, daily you see something that, you know, there's somebody driving wrong or, you know, there's somebody doing things that in my estimation are wrong. And then I think, well, I have one perspective on this situation. They have another. I don't know what they're going through. So what? And sometimes the so what is, well, this is annoying enough that I would take a stand. I would phone mm -hmm. someone. I would talk to somebody. I would do something. And sometimes the so what is like, I really will not remember this even two hours from now. In which case, I need to stop the feeling that I feel. Because I think a lot of people get very eaten up about the right and wrong. As lawyers, it's like an allergic reaction. Like we we are trained to be right in certain circumstances, and then we sort of apply it in way too many circumstances, and it causes a lot of stress outside the office and in. I think what I'm now processing and understanding is because I'm I'm like you in my everyday. Like I little things don't bother me. I am I, I do often have the same or try to practice the same perspective as you in my normal day. I think the um, little uh, ice sheriff I become <laughs> is caused by the fact that I play hockey amped up. The problem is that I'm amped up. And, I, and that happens, I think, to professionals as well sometimes. Totally. And I think in the vein of this podcast is authentic, uh, we're not sort of saying from the mountaintop that we always do things right. I, or right being the uh, operative word for this episode. Um, I had an experience this week where there was the invitation to want to be right in a, in a matter that I was working on. And the other side was, uh, I guess I would have, I developed a new verb where it was sort of like lawyer splaining. Oh, <laughs> like, I know that one. You know, I didn't know, is that a verb that people use? I had never thought of it before because I try not to do that. Mm. Like I was trained that if somebody sends you an agreement, you kind of mark it up for the, you know, to ensure your client's benefit is achieved, but you don't try to teach the other person how you like contracts to be done and look oh, <laughs> like no. at the expense of your client. And so I had an experience this week where there were just, you know, like I was saying, there are a couple ways to go about something. And I it was in a situation where the other side was saying, <clears throat> there is this, this is the way that makes sense. And I was like, I so badly want to reply and say, this doesn't make sense for all the following reasons. And what I have, what we all have to do in those situations is take a step back, right? Resist the urge. I did send back a response that was, uh, I would say, a middle ground between my best self and my worst self. Um, slightly reactive because the time sensitivity uh, meant that we had to resolve the problem quickly. And, you know, sometimes the needs of the client don't allow the most zen approach. 
So I would say it was a middle ground. It was not a win for me from a best self perspective, but the client's objective was achieved and we're good. Um, but that feeling is what I think we as, have to pay attention to as lawyers. You get this email, there's like a moment of like blind rage <laughs> is the best way I can explain you it. You become an ice sheriff. You, I feel like I would be like Mike Anderson on the ice in that moment. <laughs> you know, you get this moment where you're the, you have to think about what am I, what is this that's happening in this moment? And like the solution to this is not for me to be like, I'm right about the format of this contract. And literally, oh, no. you know, it should be an addendum, not an amendment. <laughs> like, you know, I'm talking, that's why I say lawyer explaining. Okay. Only the listeners of this podcast can appreciate uh, the nerdiness of this dispute. Sorry. So as I was sitting there having this moment, I was like, okay, what do I need to do here? As opposed to, that's not right. And in my early years, I think I would have thought, that's not right. What is happening? <laughs> you know. And then you feel like what you've described on the ice, that sense of injustice is it is counterproductive. Like you're you're able to identify that because you know our goal on this podcast is to take life and lawyerliness and merge them and learn and and improve both parts of mm -hmm. the equation. I bet most people who hear this discussion could relate to that yeah. in law. I mean, part, we went to law school because we feel that sense of injustice, right? Like it's we care about it. So we always have an article or two to reference in our uh, in our episodes, and there, there's a good one on psychology today. And it's actually an excerpt from a book by an author named Mel Schwartz. And the book is called The Possibility Principle, How Quantum Physics Can Improve the Way You Think, Live, and Love. So maybe that's a candidate for book club. But um, mm. the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> quantum physics? I mean, come on. Uh, it yeah. screams, read me. Um, <laughs> at any rate. But you here's the yes. You mentioned law school and why people are drawn to law school. And perhaps it's because we are really dedicated to justice, and that's probably true in many cases. But so an excerpt from this book from the author Schwartz reads that we are rewarded for what are deemed to be correct answers and the ensuing higher grades, which generally lead to more successful lives. Being right affirms and inflates our self-worth. Uh, and that, and then as students, we learn to avoid as best we can the embarrassment of being wrong. Getting the answer right becomes the primary purpose of our education. Isn't it regrettable that this may be inconsistent with actually learning? Great excerpt. I think it speaks to hmm. the way that our, like, and not only just law school, generally the educational system is about finding the right answer. And the person who is rewarded with the best grades and acclaim, and, you know, there's always the teacher's pet, whatever, that person finds the right answers. And so being right has value. And then, especially in law school, you're, and if you're mooting and if, you know, whatever else you're doing, the person who is right the most often is looked at uh, as important and their self-worth certainly does grow. And so that's, I think, the interesting thing <laughs> that we get to like professionally. And, and you've talked about avoiding that, like that biting need to like, I need to, oh, this is so not, you need to be right here, even though it really doesn't have an impact for the client. Well, and when we talk about giving ourselves you know, developing a more healthy mindset as lawyers, needing to be right is very, goes hand in hand with fear of being wrong, like you said. Um, and you start to think like, oh, what happens if I'm wrong? You know what? 
we'll deal with that too. Yeah. <laughs> right? We will deal with it. Um, we will take a minute, we will figure out what to do that achieves the objective, and we will keep moving. Um, and I think that if we over if we over prioritize being right, we also over prioritize fear of a mistake, fear of being wrong, um, and we don't develop a healthy approach. So I was at a, an innovation, the Canadian Legal Innovation Forum yesterday. So I was there all day listening to different speakers talk about um, their approach to law as in house counsel or uh, practicing at large firms or legal tech companies. Um, and, you know, one of the guys presented his legal tech product, which uses AI to analyze case law and predict outcomes. And he said that it was very difficult for him to get lawyers to believe in his product until he said to them, you know, what do you think the reasonable notice period is under the Employment Standards Act um, that would be applying in this case based on the case law? And very senior practitioners who are right when they give their advice to clients said, I think it would be this. And then his AI tool showed, actually, there are this many cases on it at this, there are this many cases on it at this, and the software analysis is, it would be a different answer than the very seasoned lawyer gave. Um, and he said until he could start to really demonstrate to lawyers that in fact, they weren't as right as they thought they were, they couldn't get the benefit of this tool that actually improves outcomes for clients. So if you're sitting there thinking, I'm always right, I can't possibly use an AI tool to help me, uh, it's not good for your client because you might be wrong. You should look at the tool. It's a way faster and more cost-effective way to analyze a case law, then decide if you're right using technological assistance. Doesn't mean, you know, you still have to do the analysis as a lawyer, but um, the, the assumption that we're right is also harmful, I think, to client. It can be, can be harmful. Totally. I think we also were trained to think that being right is only a benefit. And I, I think that being right is a benefit if you are. But I think that if you just always think you're right and others differ, um, and in fact, there are lots of ways to look at the same problem, then it's limiting. Totally. And if you're not like, and that's, you're, you're talking about like the, the detriment of always assuming you're right or insisting on your right. And that means that you're actually closed off from continuing to learn or in this case, understand the usefulness of a new legal tool or in other in relationships, you're closing yourself off from understanding the other person's perspective or you know, a, a viewpoint that you have never had access to before. Well, and this back to my, my exercise of saying, so what? So, so what if I'm wrong in this situation? Sometimes the answer to that is, well, if I'm wrong, then people might think X. People might think I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if I need to, if I assert my, if I don't assert myself about being right, people might think I don't care. People might think I don't know the answer. People like, there's often a people might think dot, dot, dot answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Or there's a, what does it say about me to myself answer to that question? Like, if I don't take action in this moment, it means I am dot, dot, dot. And I think that those thoughts, they're just thoughts, like we're in control of them. Um, and they're so destructive because one, like, I don't know that it's true. People might think, I don't know. I don't know what people think. Right. Really. You can yeah. speculate. But if you kind of try to govern your own actions by what people might think, like that's a very difficult way to live life. Um, and I think a lot of law structures are built to encourage that way of thinking, but it's so harmful. 
then stressful, you know, worrying about what others think. And that's why you have to be right. Like, ah, it's a cocktail. It's a virtual toxic cocktail of stress. Whoa. (laughs) Do not name the podcast that. A virtual toxic cocktail of stress. I think most lawyers would know what that is. That would be my guess, especially ones who've worked in a very high pressure environment. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is interesting. Turns out lawyers can talk about being right and wrong for a, uh, a you know protracted period of time. It's good. I, this was lovely. And I feel like not, not only, I said lovely, not only will I be good. a better uh, uh, hockey player out of this, perhaps I will improve my professional uh, strategies as well. Thank you for this, Darlene. I'm very interested on the next podcast. I think you should report on your hockey right. game and you should let us know if you've become the Wayne Gretzky like skate to where the puck is going guy based on or skate to where the what is the <sighs> expression? He doesn't go to where the puck is, he goes to where it will be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you're gonna be like the Jedi Mike Anderson behind the goal. I don't know. It's not my hashtag brand no. on the ice, you know. I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, not only will I be able to update about hockey, but we have a program-related update, which we'll do after our goods. Uh, So let's go to our goods right now, yeah? Sounds good. The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by InterAlia Law, experienced legal counsel when and where you need us. To learn more about InterAlia, visit the website at spelled I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. Thank you. And we are back with our goods. Goods are things we want to support and promote. Darlene. Uh, when you described it as goods are things that we want to support and promote, I don't know that my good fits that this week, but it was a good in that I was reading a very depressing article and then I laughed out loud at one part and I thought, well, at least I laughed out loud in this part. Um, and I just wanted to say, if anyone hasn't read um, the testimony that Michael Cohen gave, you know, if you're not interested in the issue, but that's fine. But when I was reading it, there's a point where um, you know, I, I felt this is a funny time in politics where it does start to resemble the the children on the schoolyard a little bit because the re- there was one uh, congressman who literally used the words liar, liar, pants on fire in yeah. the, the questioning. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I guess that's, that's an appropriate line of questioning. But I wondered if uh, the lawyers listening to this who've questioned someone would... Uh, probably not use that. I think his setup too was like, like my mother always said, liar, liar, pants on fire. And Trevor Noah on the Daily Show made a funny joke. He's like, mothers never say that. (laughs) Only kids on the playground. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, that was a, that was a good in that I, it was, you know, one has to sort of derive humorous moments to to stay engaged with uh, depressing news. Sil- silver so, lining. Yeah, that was that was it. Silver lining. Yeah, I guess that's it. To to laugh out loud on the subway, um, it was it felt good, um, even though it was sort of a, a sad. I guess. Don't you feel weird when you're like on the subway, listen to a podcast or whatever else, and you are you come to laughter from what you're listening to, and no one around knows what it was, and you're just. 
giggling. I find it doesn't happen as often as you would think, right? I don't, maybe just because I like to listen to a lot of things that I think are funny, but uh, I'm, I'm routinely the person uh, chuckling away to myself. <laughs> that woman's having a great day. And the funny thing is, being a good Canadian in the very cold polar vortex weather, I've got like a, a toque on, which anyone who's not from Canada, it is a fuzzy hat with a pom-pom <laughs> on <the> top. <laughs> and underneath, I have my AirPods, right. so no one can even see that I'm, in fact, listening to anything and just chuckling away. And here in Toronto, that's, that's all good. Right. Nobody gives you a second right. look. <laughs> They're like, there's that lady. She's uh, having a good time. Anyway, it's it's uh, it was a good. Good. What's yours? I I want to uh, give some props to Gowling's Canadian firm here. They've partnered with the Canadian Center for Gender and Sexual Diversity to provide uh, free services across Canada to individuals that are having their gender designation forms uh, and affidavits commissioned and notarized. Small thing, but uh, but important. And lovely, and I think that's like a, a, a good example of how you know being active in the community, pro bono type work doesn't have to be free hours and so on. We can find creative ways to lessen the the cost for folks that are trying to get through the system. So I saw mm. that online, and I thought that's ah, lovely. Good, yeah, it's good. And the that is a good. The other good thing is I'm on vacation next week, which brings us to our Yay. program related note. So not only. Will there be no podcast next week? But I will not be playing a hockey game next week, so I can really channel this new mm-hmm. Mike Brand on the ice of the serene and wise hockey player. Yeah, um, you're gonna recharge your batteries, take some time out, enjoy some heat. That's right. It's gonna yeah. be good. I'll be in Florida with the mm-hmm. family. Uh, one of, as we've talked about, three million Canadians that annually go to that state, which still blows my mind. Um, and so what we're doing is we'll, we're going to repost, um, an episode, uh, from kind of the earlier days that, uh, perhaps, um, you, the valued listener, uh, if you've come along our journey the past couple months, you haven't heard. Uh, so, um, that will be what's up next week and then we'll be back, uh, the week following. Okay. It will be strange to not do a lawyer life pod next week, but, uh, I'll try to soldier through. I'll use it to improve my own need to be right. (laughs) That's what I'll do. Take that time. Well, and I, and I'm sure you're going to note so many things you want to t- chat with me about, you know. Yeah, it'll just build up. Yep, we'll have a, a bunch of topics in the uh, in the hopper. Cool. Okay. Well, um, until then, I hope you have a wonderful uh, week and two weeks. Two weeks, and we'll talk again when you're back. Okay. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.